you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 320 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm talking with DC Lundberg of the Locked On Mariners podcast before I record his episode for Friday for the Locked On Mariners podcast. I'm guest hosting both Friday and Monday, uh, mostly because the A's and Mariners are playing each other. And also, I like the Mariners. So, uh, you know, we get to do that. And we talk about the pitching matchups, but since the series has already started, I'm skipping ahead and just giving you his takes on the Mariners at the trade deadline and some of the other questions that I asked him uh, towards the end of the episode or towards the end of our crossover. So that'll be the end of today's episode, but uh, we're going to start off with uh, Shamanaya being absolutely dominant in T-Mobile Park. That'll be a lot of fun. And also some other guys that stood out from the game. And then in the second segment, I'm talking about the Nelson Cruz trade because I feel like I have to. I feel like we had all kind of assumed that Nelson Cruz was coming to Oakland at some point. So why isn't he coming to Oakland and where could the A's be shifting their focus now that he is off the table? So that's what's coming up for you guys today. But before I get into any of that stuff, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. I'm going to say Sunday. We're, we're doing it Sunday. We're going live on Sunday at game time. So that'll be a lot of fun. So join me then. Clear your Sunday schedule. Cancel plans. And then we can talk about some baseball, some A's trade deadline action. It'll be a lot of fun. And maybe next week I'll do one ahead of the trade deadline or on trade deadline day. We will see. Um, so yeah, that's that's all that. Also, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like here in podcast. And you can follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. So you'll be notified when my room goes live. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So let's get into, oh, no, 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 let's not get into it. Let's plug Monday's episode of Locked On A's real quick because I'm talking with Tony Kemp. The conversation is already in the bank. I'm saving it for Monday. So make sure, if you don't subscribe already, make sure to subscribe because it was a very fun conversation with Tony Kemp talking about the mental side of the game and uh, you know when when you make an adjustment can you tell right away does it take time is it harder when you're not playing every day all of this stuff that you want to know from a baseball player Tony Kemp answers and he also I asked him about Bone Thugs and Harmony so you're gonna have to stick around for that because uh, I had a lot of fun with that and we we had a lot of fun with that I think I don't think that I'm speaking out of turn saying that Tony Kemp had fun (laughs) all right so that is uh well that's that's the plug Tony Kemp's going to be on the show on Monday, so get excited about that. But let's get into this game. The A's won 4-1, to and with the win, they are now two and a half games back of the Houston Astros, who did not play on Thursday. So they're gaining ground just slowly, just steadily. They're gaining that ground, and 
Are we getting too excited? Are the Astros going to make a huge move at the deadline deal? The Locked On Astros guys think that they're going to go get like Kimbrel and, you know, Jesus himself. And I don't think that they're going to do that, but we'll see because uh, outwardly they keep saying that they're going to, they'll surpass the luxury tax threshold and they're no problem. But apparently the inside reports are saying that uh, they do not want to do that. So it's going to be an interesting trade deadline for Houston, but they they got the A's right on their heels, and do do they have to make a trade? Because they're a, a good team, but if the A's go out and go get some guys, are they going to be good enough to hold on to the AL West? That is what they're contending with, you know, money or winning the West and, you know, being in the playoffs. So uh, we'll see. And then with the win, the A's also added a game in between them and Seattle and New York. Uh, they were playing Boston and just gave a game away in extra innings. So thank you to the Yankees for doing it the Yankee way. And the A's are now up four and a half on each of those. They have a nice four and a half game cushion on both of those teams, five on Toronto and then six on Cleveland. So that is all great news. And it's kind of where you want to be right now at the trade deadline. They're, the A's are four and two. They lost uh, two out of three in their first series out of the break, but they've won three cents. So they're, they're hitting their stride a little bit. And this is... They're proving to the front office, go get us some guys, go get us the pieces that we need, go let us contend because the AL is open right now. And if you're going to move your chips in, which Ken Rosenthal wrote about in his like little tidbits thing, but he's hearing from an AL executive or executive in baseball, I forget if it was league or just general, but that, uh, they feel like the A's are going to really push their chips in and kind of go for broke at this trade deadline. What does that look like? I mean, you could go get Trevor Story, I guess, but you still got Elvis Andres. Do you move Elvis over to second base and then have Jed Lowry be the DH and then you still need a right fielder and then also a closer? So it addresses one issue kind of, but it's not like the most pressing issue. So there are moves that could be made. And I think that if they wanted to go get a second baseman and have Jed Lowry be their DH and, you know, take care of that because he can hit from both sides, you also have a better chance of keeping him healthy, which is something that I've been worried about the entire season. And uh, he's a solid bat to have. So if you can go make an upgrade in the middle infield and then also in right field and then also in the relief pitching, then sure, go, go for it, I guess. I'm not going to complain about any of that. So uh, just just some intrigue for you guys. But I'll get into that a little bit more in the second half or the second segment of the uh, podcast I'm talking about. One guy that I think could be standing out to me right now, but let's talk about this game. Shamanaya went seven innings, obviously start of the game right here. Seven innings, three hits, one run, and that was on a Tom Murphy solo home run. He gave up three walks, struck out a career high 13. He was fantastic. He loves pitching at T-Mobile Park. Shamanaya is great. And I was looking after he was pulled from the game. Uh, MLB.com is great at updating their stats like immediately. So he is now 15th in innings pitched, which is really good. When you think of A's pitchers, you're not like, yeah, they they pitch a lot of innings. But him and Chris Bassett sure as hell are. And uh, Chris Bassett is now third in innings pitched because somebody else uh, threw more innings today. But that, that's thing. He'll, he'll be back in the top two here before too long. But uh, yeah, he's been... Shamanaya has been very, very good in innings pitched, and he's also been effective with those innings because he is 20th in all of baseball in ERA. That includes like DeGrom and all of the other guys that you think of. Uh, his ERA is 316, so he's been absolutely fantastic this season. And, you know, it, without that one blow up start in Boston, his ERA would be like very much in the twos. I haven't done the run the numbers on that, but it would be like 
I'm, I'm going to say like 2-0. It, it's not, but I, I'm exaggerating. It'd be like 2-7 probably. Anyways, let's talk about a couple of guys that caught my eye in this game other than Chaminaya, who was absolutely amazing. And uh, number one, you got Sean Murphy. And I'm talking about him because I apparently am a good luck charm. So, uh, and I'll get into that here in one second with the other guy that has stood out. But uh, Sean Murphy, he had four hard hit balls. He went two for five, but he had four hard hit balls in this game. Uh, the first one was 97.2 and it was at a launch angle of negative 13. So on the ground, you don't want that. The second one was 100.6 miles per hour. That was at 54 degrees launch angle. So that is uh, way too high. That is not good. That is, uh, that's a pop-up. Um, and then you had 105.2 at 11 degrees. That was good. I think that was the double, had to be the double. And then uh, 95.5 at negative four, which is not necessarily what you want, but hey, you got a hit out of it. So whatever. Um, so he's hitting the ball very, very hard, well above league average. And that to me means that his timing is right there. He has to work on a swing plane or a swing path. And if he does that, if he gets it to like a consistent, at least 12 degree launch angle, you're going to see him just liners all over the field. And that's what you want to see from Sean Murphy because he's got the power. If he's not popping it up or driving it into the ground, he has that kind of potential right there. So if he can fix that, I, I think that Sean Murphy could go on a legitimate tear, and uh, that is exciting to me. These are things that I usually look at, and uh, I, I mention them on the podcast, and then all of a sudden, the guy goes on hot streak. So uh, I just wanted to point that out, because the last guy that I did this for was Ramon Laureano on Monday, and since Monday, in the three games since, he is 5 for 13 with six RBIs, a double that three-run home run that we all remember against the Angel Bullpen, which I definitely called on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter if you just want, you know, the games to be spoiled three and a half hours before they start. And he's also struck out twice. So um, that's why I'm bringing up Sean Murphy and his hard-hitting abilities is because I have a track record. We all know about the Jed Lowry tra track record. Uh, I mentioned him, you know, at the beginning of the season, called him a vampire because he was only doing good when guys went on the IL. And uh, then he, then I stopped talk talking about him because, you know, he was doing whatever. And then he kind of went into a slump, but I talked about him a couple of weeks ago at the or the very end of June. And in July, since I talked about him, he's hitting 333 with a 349 on base and a 932 OPS. He has four home runs in this month, which is the most that he's hit in any month this season. He has 11 home runs on the season. So um, I'm just saying I'm magic. And I talked about the A's ballpark proposal. They didn't move yet. So I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying my best. If you have anything else, if you want me to, you know, speak some lotto numbers into existence, let me know. Follow me at ByJasonB on Twitter and uh, also Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. And then I'll, I'll try my best for you guys. But I think that it's only A's related right now. And I know that I'm going to be getting a lot of requests requests for, uh, you know, me to fix Matt Chapman. But I talked about him a couple weeks ago. It did not work. So I don't want to, you know, go into voodoo or anything like that, uh, podcast voodoo. So I, I'm sorry. I, I will try again, maybe as we reach August, but for right now, I don't think that I can do anything for Matt Chapman and Hey, he, he legged out a, a single. So maybe he's turning it around. That was 
only be that was luck. He did nothing for that single. I don't think that that helped whatsoever, but maybe being on a base helped him out a little bit. But um, that's all that I got for this segment. Coming up, I'm talking about the Nelson Cruz trade and uh, why I think why that happened and why he didn't come to Oakland. And also one guy that I think could be well, not like headed to Oakland because of, you know, any trade rumors or anything like that, but a guy that I think could be a nice fit for the A's and what they need right now. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, my friends. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everybody. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely going to be passionate about their flavors and their favorites. And if you don't know what their flavors are, here you go. You got coconut, cherry barcia. That's my favorite. And I will, I will take that one. Any day of the week, give me Cherry Barcia. It's delicious. Then you got raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Again, it's Cherry Barcia for me. But if you have not tried all of these flavors or you are new to Built Bar, you've never heard of them before, they, you can get a mix box from their website and you get two of each of those nine flavors. And then every now and then they sprinkle in just a, a random flavor. Like, hey, this is a seasonal flavor. How about grasshopper? cookie and it's delicious so uh yeah whatever you whatever you're into they got something for you and each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein they got calories ranging from 130 to 180 4 to 5 grams of sugar 4 to 4 to 5 grams of net carbs and they're all amazing flavors they're all tasty they're all healthy for you so if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious treats go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you will get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. You guys are enjoying the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So Let's talk about Tony Kemp coming on the podcast real quick. I'm joking. I just wanted to say that real quick, but uh, let's talk about Nelson Cruz going from Minnesota to Tampa Bay. And uh, it it was surprising, I think, and I feel like it was a little bit deflating for a lot of members of the A's fan base, including myself, because I was like, oh, crap, that's the guy that I thought that we were going to get. And uh, I was very excited about it. And now I'm like, eh, I don't know. But Mitch Moreland's been hitting a little bit better, so... I mean, hopefully they still get somebody that can also play DH or, you know, Jed Lowry can be in there as well, kind of in the role that he's been, but they get an upgrade in the middle infield or something like that because you got Trevor Story and Javi Baez probably as good trade candidates for the A's. I don't know if they would necessarily go after them because uh, you're going to have to have one of those guys or Elvis Andrews play second base and Javi Baez has done it, but he's also a really, really good defensive shortstop. So do you want to move him off of that position and then just let Elvis do whatever he's going to do at second? You could create a little bit of a problem for yourself if that is the case, but they would be decent upgrades. But I don't know if you guys saw the graphic during the game, but uh, you had uh, Matt Chapman is second in baseball in strikeouts and above him is Javi Baez and like fourth or fifth on the list is Joey Gallo. And those are a couple of guys that are going to be on the move at the trade deadline, and I think that they would both be very, very good fits for the A's, but holy crap, that's a lot of strikeouts, and that is my, my main worry. If they're not crushing the ball, it's just an empty at-bat. And so I know that strikeouts don't matter as much, but at the same time, 
I really wish that they would be more productive with the outs. You know, move the runner over. You know, like Elvis Hondures, when he was struggling, he was like still moving the runner over, you know, doing kind of whatever he needs, or at least trying. He was hitting the ball the other way so that the runner could go from second to third, do, doing stuff like that. And that's all that I'm really looking for here. It's not like I'm looking for anything I don't need him to hit a home run every time that he's at bat. I just need some other stuff to be going on because that's a lot of strikeouts. I mean, for Javi Baez, his strikeout rate is 37.1%, and that is extremely high. Um, so, uh, sure, he'd be great. He's got 21 homers, I think, so he'd be a nice bat to add, and he's a spark plug. And I think that he'd be great in getting guys on the team excited and maybe helping them find that extra gear. So I like him for all of those things. It's those strikeouts, and that's that's what I'm a little bit worried about when it comes to Javi Bias. But maybe he's a guy that they go after. But let's talk about the, the Nelson Cruz part of why we're talking about Javi Bias, who was actually not the guy who I'm planning on talking about. I just went on a little bit of a, a tangent there, so I apologize. But um, Nelson Cruz was traded to Tampa. Tampa, in turn, uh, sent over two hard-throwing right-handed prospects. One is Joe Ryan from San Francisco, and the other is Drew Strotman. I'm going to say Strotman from Moraga. They are both hard-throwing righties, which is something that Tampa has lots of, and they're both in AAA, they're both close to Major League ready, and I think that that is the thing that you have to concentrate on when you look at this trade and why Tampa was able to get him and not the Oakland A's because the A's have a lot of control guys, guys that are, you know, solid, but they might throw like 95 and not 97 to 99. So that's one thing. And the other part of this is um, I think that it's more about what the twins want to do and where they think they're going to be going. Um, we, we've heard, you know, rumors about uh, Jose Barrios and Byron Buxton potentially being on the trade market, but with this move right here, it feels like they're going to go for a retool and keep the guys that they have right now and then go for it again next year. Maybe they see an opening with the White Sox and all that stuff, but that's that's not my forte. I do not know. But when you go get two guys like this that are this close to the majors, I feel like they're going for it next year. So if they trade Buxton and Barrios, I wouldn't be like shocked, but I'd be a little bit surprised based off of this trade alone. And Joe Ryan has an 11.8 strikeout per nine, which is fantastic. He also has a 1.6 walks per nine and a 363 ERA in AAA. That is, those are all really, really good numbers. I, I like that. I, you could see why they went and got Joe Ryan. And then Drew Stotman, the guy from Moraga, has a 9.6 strikeout per nine and a 5.1 walks per nine. But he also has a 339 ERA. So um, they've both been fairly good pitchers in AAA. And they're not playing the same league as Las Vegas. So that's why the, the Vegas uh, stats are a little bit more inflated. But if, they're, if they were, if the Twins were going for guys that were very close to major league ready because they're going for a retool, not a rebuild, which is a very important distinction. Then the, the A's guys at AAA right now, you got Puck, Luzardo, and Jeffries. And are you trading any of those three for two months of Nelson Cruz, 41 year old Nelson Cruz? I know that he's fantastic. He has not slowed down a beat, but at the same time, those are three pretty good prospects that could help your team, the Oakland A's in the either later on this year or, you know, down the stretch this year or next year, or if they do go ahead and sell guys like Chapman and Olsen and Loriano and Sean Murphy, and 
these guys could be, you know, part of the next rebuild still. There's still plenty of team control with each of these three guys. Do you want to sacrifice that for two months of Nelson Cruz? I think that that was what happened right here. And uh, I think that the the Twins made a good trade. They, I think that their front office, uh, I forget where I saw it. I'm going to say Passan or Ken Rosenthal were like, well, this is more than we thought we would get for him. So it feels like it might be an overpay. But at the same time, they did a good job. And maybe this is a signal of where they're heading with the trade market, uh, you know, opening up officially now with one week to go until the trade deadline. And I, I don't blame the A's for not making that trade because Puck's been looking better. Maybe he could be a nice bullpen piece. Maybe he could be a late inning bullpen piece for the A's down the stretch. And you can get more value out of him in that role, which is a, a role that the A's need to have filled anyway. And they can go after another bat to play a designated hitter. I know that Nelson Cruz is fantastic, but... Let's see what the other moves are before we, uh, you know, jump the gun a little bit. But I want to go just real quick into one guy that is kind of because of what Bob Melvin said before the game. And uh, I think that all the beat reporters tweeted out something to the effect of uh, Chappie is hitting seventh because he needs a little bit of a break. He's been playing every day and uh, we, we need to get him a breather when we can. And I don't know what that means because he was still in the lineup and hitting seventh. So he was just getting one less at bat maybe. Um, so it didn't really mean much, but I did take what he said and, you know, applied that. And I, I came to the conclusion that the A's need to go get Chris Bryant, who can play third base and also a corner outfield spot. You can throw him in right field if you want to, or you could have, you can move around the outfield and do whatever you need to do. And he can play left field if you want him there. You can play either one. And I think that he'd be fantastic. He has World Series experience, which is something that the A's have generally been targeting over the course of the last year. Uh, they got Sergio Romo. They got Elvis Andres. They've got some guys with World Series experience. And I think that Chris Bryant could be another solid guy to add to this lineup. Uh, is he Nelson Cruz? Not necessarily. He's a little bit more up and down than Steady Nelly or Steady, I was going to say Eddie, but st Steady Nelly works, I guess. Um, so I think that it'd be an interesting interesting pickup and then you could you know give Chapman that day or two off a week that you need if he needs a day or two off a week it kind of depends on Chapman's health health and then it gives you a little bit of insurance there it gives you a little bit of insurance in right field um and if Chad Pinder comes back then you know you have a, a bunch of riches it'd be great but I think that it, he'd be a decent target. He's still only got two months left on his contract. He has, he has also paid a lot. So the, the Cubs would definitely have to eat some of that salary for it to be feasible for the A's to do financially. But um, I think that that would be the guy that I would want to go after right now who could fill in in that spot. And you could also have him play DH if you want to, because he's a, he's a right-handed stick. You can platoon him with Mitch Moreland. If the A's are looking solely at left-handed bats, then it gets a little bit trickier. But I think you just take the, the best players that you can and you worry about matchups later because uh, Chris, Chris Bryant, former MVP, has been fairly good this year. So uh, he, had a, he had a rough June, but he's been good in July. Um, so, yeah, I think that that would be the guy that I would currently target. Obviously, there's still Joey Gallo out there, uh, but I think that there are questions about whether or not the Rangers would trade the face of their franchise to a division rival 
that is hoping to win a World Series. So uh, we'll see about that. But yeah, I mean, there, there's some there's some guys out there. Adam Frazier was one that was in the mentions a lot, and he's been having a fantastic season. He's hitting 327 right now, and you know, obviously the A's could hit use somebody that could hit above 300. But at the same time, he does not have the track record that inspires me. This is a career year that he's having. Can he keep it up for the entirety of the season, or would the A's be buying at his absolute peak? That is something that I worry about. I think that I want somebody with a little bit more of a track record, like a Chris Bryant or like a Nelson Cruz, somebody that has done it before. And uh, that I think that that's why I'm a little bit sour on uh, Adam Frazier, just in general. But uh, that that's all that I got for you guys for Trade Talk today. I'm sure that I'll talk about it a whole lot next week because Trade Outline Talk, woo! Um, but anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking with DC Lundberg about the Seattle Mariners and what their plans could be for the trade deadline. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We just passed the halfway point, uh, you know, with the all-star break and everything. And you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, the NFL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. If you want to place a bet on the futures, if you think Chris Bassett's got a chance at the Cy Young or James Caprillion's got a chance at the AL, rookie of the year, you can head on over to Bet Online before the next pitch on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams continue to build their franchises for a push in the playoffs. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the locked on ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show uh, and you've already subscribed, please leave us a five-star review on, uh, on wherever you can do that for podcast services. Those are always thoroughly appreciated. Love reading kind, kind words. And if you like this show, you may also like Locked on Bets because betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. And again, follow this podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any trade proposals or you want to talk about A's baseball in general, you can email us at lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is my talk about the Seattle Mariners with DC Lumberg of Locked on Mariners. And also, if you feel like hearing me talk about the Seattle Mariners, I'm doing that podcast too. So uh, follow us on social media and I'll, I'll tweet those ones out for you guys too. Now for your random questions. I can't wait to hear them. They started doing construction outside. So I had to, ho- hopefully it's not uh, too too bad for the listeners. <laughs> but um, my main question is the Mariners are three and two since the, the all-star break. And they're kind of in the hunt right now. Are they buyers or are they sellers? I know that they're probably not going to go out and make huge moves, but are they going to be selling any pieces, I guess, is my question. They're not going to be buying it. I think they're stand patters, quite honestly. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of speculation that they were going to move Mitch Hanniger and or Kendall Graveman. I honestly mm-hmm. do not see them moving Mitch Hanniger. They value his veteran presence in that clubhouse, which is something that this young team desperately needs. Mm-hmm. Kyle Seeger is the other veteran presence in that clubhouse. He's not going to be a Mariner beyond this season, where Mitch Hanniger could be. 
And I don't think that they want to disrupt that bullpen either and move the anchor, Kendall Graveman. I would be less surprised if they moved Graveman than um, Mr. Hanniger, or Maniger as I like to call him. But I don't think they're going to trade either one of them, quite honestly. But this is Jerry Depoto we're talking about, so who knows? And he's got his plan for you know their window of contention and all that stuff, and the window is sort of opening, but it, they're not like quite there for that window yet. But you got to kind of take advantage of those opportunities at the same time. Um, do you think that they could potentially trade for somebody like Chris Bryant or Trevor Story, whose contracts are going to be up at the end of the season, but in the hopes of signing them to a deal in the offseason um, or an extension before the offseason even? Just because, hey, we, we want you, we like you here, and we have a spot for you. Uh, come be part of this next Mariners you know, this next Mariners run, bring us back to the playoffs. Do you think that that's anything that they would consider? I would say Trevor Storr is probably a no because they really like J.P. Crawford at shortstop. Mm-hmm. And he's put together a very, very nice season so far. The one concern I have about Crawford is his second half of 2019, where he did put together a very good first half, but a dreadful second half. And I hope that doesn't happen here. Chris Bryant, I just don't see the Mariners um, trading for anybody who's going to demand a high price tag. Third base is kind of an interesting situation because the guy who I think could take over that position, who's in the minor leagues right now, he's still playing in Modesto, so he's several years away, or a couple of years away. That's Noel V. Marte. He's a shortstop right now, but I see him transitioning to third base, or at least that's what Taylor Blake Ward told me. No, I'm kidding. Um, So... I don't know, Chris Bryant, maybe, but I would be very surprised if they went after anybody like that. Noel V. Marte, uh, I see him in the stat lines all the time because uh, Tyler Soderstrom also down, he's in Stockton right now, same level, mm-hmm. and uh, they're both 18 years old, and they both have almost identical stats whenever I look, and they're the only two guys that are like that young, performing that well. And uh, I think Baseball Prospectus had them as the number 14 and number 15 prospects in baseball. Soderstrom got the, the 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 heads up or, you know, the the 14 as opposed to the 15. So that was good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've been fantastic. And so I, I know that he is good because I believe in Tyler Soderstrom. And so you got to believe in Noel Noelle Marte by the same token. So mm-hmm. um, I guess my other question is halfway through this season, we talked about it a little bit before as where the Mariners could be in their rebuild and where – after a half a season, how do you think that their rebuild is going and what do you think their timeline is moving forward? Well, when they started this rebuild, they called it a step back and they were going to be competitive the season afterwards. That obviously did not happen. Um, the starting pitching that started to develop last year, some of it regressed. Justice Sheffield has had a miserable season. I've never been sold on Justin Dunn just because of the number of walks that he issues. However, Logan Gilbert has come up and just done a spectacular job in his 11 starts so far. And it might be a little... He's been one of the Bears' more reliable pitchers already. He's 24 years old. Emerson Hancock and George Kirby are still down in the minor leagues. They're a couple of years away, I think, maybe at the end of next year. But I, I, I really don't know. The bullpen has been a nice surprise, but it's been veteran guys. It's been veteran pickups. Jeez, I don't know if they're in the wild card hunt right now, technically. I don't see them making the playoffs. I still think this is a 500 team at best the way it is. 
um, it's so tough to predict. I don't know if they're going to win next year either. But 2023, I think, probably at the earliest. I can see that. Yeah, the, the A's will probably have sold their pieces by then, and the Astros guys will be very far gone. So uh, that that would make sense. And the Angels are just never that good. Um, so I guess my last question is, make a prediction for me. Who will be the Mariners' second-half MVP? Ooh. Can I just punt and say, like, Brian Terang or something like that? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the second-half MVP... Ty France. I like it. He's on my fantasy team. That's a great pick. Yes. <laughs> Just so long as he doesn't play second base anymore. <laughs> He's not good there. He's been playing mostly first base. Yesterday he did play second base because Luis Torrent had to play first base. There was no designated hitter, obviously, in Colorado. But Ty France can... He's an average defensive first baseman. Evan White's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, he underwent, I believe, hip surgery... Uh, a few days ago, he is gone for the rest of the season. So Ty France is going to be, I think, the first baseman from here on out. And you'll see Luis Torrens there a little bit. You can even hide Ty France at third base, but I don't like him at second base at all, quite honestly. <laughs> all right. I, I like it. I, right. I'm very excited about this team. And uh, I, I don't know if you've said it already, but I'm saying it right now. I am hosting Locked On Mariners on Friday. I'm recording it on Thursday, and then it'll be up on Friday at some point. So that'll be exciting. I'm, I'm very uh, intrigued about I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but it'll be, well, I mean, Thursday's game. And then other <laughs> things. Yes. There's more to it than that because you are also hosting Monday for me, are you not? I am also hosting Monday's game. Uh, I'll you know go over the weekend and some standout things. Usually for the Monday episodes for my show, I like to go over uh, you know what happened for the first segment, and then I'll go over some uh, some statcast things that I thought were interesting. Hey, is this guy gonna turn it around? And then third segment is usually uh, let's see. Um, so I, I have no plan for that just yet, but I'm sure it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be fantastic. Uh, it will be fantastic. I trust you completely, and I can't thank you enough for stepping in for me. No worries, DC. Uh, the construction got bad after that, so I just cut it right there. And he was doing his own intro or, or his own outro for the Lockdown Mariners podcast, so I cut it right there and I thanked him uh, live. So <laughs> uh, that, but that is all that I got for you guys today. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast because I'm talking to Tony Kemp on Monday, and you guys can hear that. It'll be fantastic. And then we got trade deadline talk to get to. We have so much to get to in the coming weeks. So uh, it's gonna be a place to be right here. It's going to be a great time. So uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and on the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. So until next week, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you on Monday. Mm-hmm.